They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. Here once again with my good friend, Mr. Sexy Punakana. You know you love Then, it. now, now, then, forever. Always. You don't Joe Rodermill, you don't. Uh, I, I yeah. age backwards, I got it. <laughs> and I'm here with Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, hailing this week from Lisbon, Portugal. It's good to have you guys on the show. Always. Yes. Uh, We're Matt Madness, the best wrestling podcast in the wrestling podcast business. like to promote our unsanctioned episode that posted last week uh, with Paul Carboni and good friend of the show, Joe Lafferty. It is on YouTube. It is on iTunes. It is on Stitcher and Podbean, as all the other shows are. But with that, we might as well get this one started. Also, Throwback Madness, No Mercy 2000. Yes, I did forget about that one. Throwback, yeah. See, we got a lot of content out this week. Yes, we did. I, I, More. Can, I can still see the drool from Joe laughing. <laughs> and the camera from Drew and Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, more content, content than usual this week. Uh, but we are, I believe, eight or nine days out from uh, Hell in a Cell, the last Raw exclusive brand pay-per-view before Survivor Series. Mick Foley mentioned last week, or I guess earlier in the week, that the women's Hell in a Cell match would be main eventing the pay-per-view. I think he retracted on that. Then he edited the post (laughs) and said, we're not sure which one's going to be the main event. So, I don't know what they're going to do. I feel like they deserve the main event for this match. It's in Sasha's hometown. kind of historic, too. Yeah, the first Hell in a Cell match for the women. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't, especially now that he announced it. I feel like it's kind of a bad move to take it back. I don't think he was supposed to announce it. He kind of got yelled at, scolded. Yeah. He had to do a retraction. Yeah. Do you think it'll be the main event? I feel like it's going to be the main event. Do you still feel like it's going to be the main event or no? In light of of the events that have occurred in the last week, I think it's going to be the main event. It's the most important match on the show. It's their only legit... Blood, well, not the only one, but on Raw. That's the main blood feud on Raw. I mentioned this last week. They deserve it. They it's, do. It's the first women's Hell in a Cell match since Sasha's hometown. You're, this is big for women's wrestling. Put them in the main spotlight. This isn't WrestleMania. It's not the Rumble. It's not SummerSlam. This is a, a B-level pay-per-view. You, you can allow them to main event the show. Yeah. Not to mention the, the match that would be main event if this one isn't. One of the guys in the match is only the third most important guy involved in the story. So... I don't think the Rollins-KO match should be the main event. I'll be very disappointed if that's the main event of the pay-per-view. Uh, but You never know. Yeah. All we got this week from Sasha and Charlotte was their interviews with Lita. I did think it was cool that they did that, that they brought Lita into it, because obviously this is a historic moment for women's wrestling. Lita was, you know, back there when wrestling was kind of quality for the women, so, you know, she has a little insight on, on the... Yeah, that was probably the best it had been in WWE before now. Looks better than Cole. Yeah, it does. I thought Charlotte's interview was awesome. Charlotte did a good job staying, staying in character. I thought Sasha's... Heel. Yeah, Sasha's was kind of just... The same thing they make her say every yeah, week now. I'm happy to be here. I'm, uh-huh. I'm happy to be a champion. Yeah, I'm, I'm really getting tired of this it. This is what I've always dreamed of. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah, that's not a slight on her, but as creative, they need to come up with something better for her than just, yeah, this is my dream. I've wanted to do this since I was 10 years old. We get it. Like, 
And that, that would have been the perfect storyline leading up to WrestleMania, which is what they did if she was going to win the championship then. It didn't happen. Now you're still telling that same story, what, six months later? So it's time for something new. Time to start being the boss. Yeah. Um, so other than the interviews, we didn't get anything else. Neither one of them actually appeared live on the show. Good. I do think that this deserves a contract signing yep. on Monday. I don't know if we'll get one. I'd be surprised if we didn't. I just feel like, again, the way they're building it, and it's a hell in a cell. It's kind of epic. They did the interviews. I think we'll get a, a signing of some sort. I think they should, and I don't trust that they will. You, you predicting that they will, Aaron? I, well, they should. That, that, that makes the most sense. That's what I would. That's what but I would will. Do. Will your gut? Who knows? <laughs> who knows with these people? There is yeah. Who 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 booked this? Is yeah, who your... booked this crap? <laughs> I am excited for it. I am going to be bitterly, bitterly disappointed if it's not the main event. And if it doesn't get treated right this coming Monday. Because it deserves to be. Um, also in the women's division, we had Bailey and Dana Brooke. No, oh, jeez. Poor Bailey. I know. Dana Brooke was supposed to do the heel tactic of feet on the ropes to pin Bailey. Couldn't even do that right. Only she missed the ropes <laughs> and she right. just, got just got a clean, clean pin. pin on Bailey. <laughs> So that wasn't great. Poor Bailey. I know. So now I get. Are they going to be on the pre-show? Do you think I, they'll be I, on the I, actual I, I, show? I, don't know. Poor I think they'll be a pre-show. Poor Bailey. I feel like now they have to have Bailey just do a squash match on the pay-per-view yeah, now to make Bailey. up for it. Is <laughs> she afraid James Ellsworth? Yeah. <laughs> no chin wonder. Not to steal a phrase from you, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, we mentioned the Universal well, title. I got, I got some oh, go ahead. Back about the women's division. Mm-hmm. Did you notice Sasha's hair extensions in a match? Yes. <laughs> I did. So why she's slipping in your ranks? <laughs> no, she's 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 where she's always been ranked. But, um, <laughs> so, um, but you said Charlotte promo that was excellent because I like they had Lita there because Lita what is the pioneer for one of the, yeah, pop, the standard bearer. one of the standard bearers for the for women's wrestling back in the earlier days. And Charlotte was excellent. She sat there, said she was durable, and she was all business about the title. So all about me. I'm the queen. I'm genetic spirit. Her problem was awesome. Sasha, the basic whole. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy. I'm the champion. Am I a little scared? Yeah. Born to do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The same typical babyface promo we've got from her every time. But I like that. I like the fact that Lita mentioned that the standard of the name of superstar that they'll be put that we put in with. Because people like The Undertaker, Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels, Triple H, because that, that that elevates them because they're the first women to actually do yeah. this. And I kind of like, they have to have a contract signing or something. They need to have a face to face or something. It has to be contract signing. Yeah, uh, Any other way, I, I think it'd be lackluster. Yeah, because because this would have fit perfect if they had something last week, but they had Ruru come out and mess mm-hmm. that up. Yeah. So now they have these interviews, which I'm fine with, but. Next week, they need to have a contract signed, some kind of face-to-face to make this more personal. We already know there's a blood feud. Sasha tried to, Charlotte tried to hurt, injure Sasha at SummerSlam. And they kept talking about, they talked about, talked about that in the interview. So I think they need to have another, another face-to-face or contract sign to, to, make the, to give the feud some more heat and make it a mo- little bit more personal heading into Hell in a Cell because this is a marquee match and this is the first time you can put a woman inside Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it, it deserves that, that treatment. And... Like I said, I'll be dis- bitterly disappointed if they don't get it. I'll be disappointed if I don't see the stamp. <laughs> yeah, the stamp needs to make an appearance. We haven't seen it, I don't believe, on the main roster yet. Nope. So it does need to make an appearance prior to Hell in a Cell. 
Uh, we did mention the Universal Championship match, the longest reigning Universal Champion in WWE history, Kevin Owens, who will be facing Seth Rollins, also in a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Chris Jericho, fingerprints all over this storyline. Oh, like yeah. I said, he's the second most important person. He might even be the most important dropping person. Dropping people on that list left and right. Yeah. You made the list. <laughs> yeah, they put, they put uh, what's his name, Rob Zapata on the list, the official. <laughs> Who cost Jericho the match last week. Yes. They said that uh, Foley has it out for both of them. He's got a vendetta against the two of them. He's I enjoyed list. Owens actually... Suggesting for him to put the official on the list, <laughs> like you know, you know what you should do, right? Like he was pushing him to put him on the list. They're definitely making some nudges to adding Jericho in in there in some way or feuding down the road. Yes, that that definitely will. I mean, they're definitely slowly working their way to that. Um, Rollins comes out. He's kind of trying to drive a wedge between the two of them as well, saying their friendship should be on the list. Uh, he he came up with the new nickname for Jericho, Sparkle, Sparkle Crotch, which when Rollins said it, I didn't like it. But when Jericho said, I am not a Sparkle Crotch, I loved it. I loved it when the cha- fans started chanting. I didn't get it when, when Rollins said it, but once it became a chant, I was like, all right, I can get behind this. I rolled my eyes when Seth said it, and then as soon as Jericho protested, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I love it. He brought me back in. Yeah. He really did. He pulled me in. Yeah, speaking of which, I've mentioned probably on every episode for the past four weeks that I've been toying with the idea of Jericho being on my Rushmore. Joey Laugh on the show on Saturday. He said, listening to the show, he's clearly on your Mount Rushmore. So I think it's time to officially do it. Who's coming off? I, I don't know. A, I still don't know. taking a step down. HBK still number one. My number two is, I guess, still going. You know what? My number two is still Foley. My number three is still Savage. And maybe we could say Joey Laugh had enough love for Ric Flair for the both of us. <laughs> and Jericho takes the number four spot wow. from Ric Flair. Now, the no. most important question, is he going on there with long hair or short hair? Long hair. With the chops? Yes. Okay. Some of question. When is Zach and long R- pants. When is Zach Ryder making an onto your <laughs> Maybe after he you, wins. You the are trying to pull back the broski, so I, I, I am. I, 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 I have a feeling he's working his way into your heart. Maybe after he wins the Intercontinental Championship again and next WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you will be the only one to predict it once again. Um, but yeah, Jericho got over Sparkle Crotch. Like him, you know, to the crowd, like. I am not a sparkle crotch, and then the crowd just egging them on to keep chanting it. It's amazing how he makes you anticipate him just to say something, yeah. whether it's it, drink it in, or the list. It's amazing yeah. how you just how you just anticipate it. Or ink it in. Just, yeah, you cannot wait for him to say it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like on the edge of my seat yeah. waiting for the next thing he does. But Seth Rollins is like a, a part-time guy in this storyline, which I think is not good. No. I mean, it kind of doesn't bode well for the match when you have Seth Rollins. Do I you mean, feel that way as well? Like, do you do you agree with that? Or yeah. Do you... I mean, the main story has been kind of Jericho and 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 um, Owens, Owens, and, and kind of like them getting in each other's way. Specifically from this Monday Raw, when um, Jericho told Owens not to come back out to my match again. I like I need to handle this. I need to prove I'm still Jericho. I Reached the mountaintop. I beat the rock. I beat Stone Cold. Playing that drum again. On the same night. Yeah, playing <laughs> that drum again. Forgot. He doesn't. He doesn't hesitate to bring that back up whenever no. he needs to. But yet he still came out. So I mean, it was kind of not about Rollins. It was more about Owens coming down and interfering in a way. Yeah. And Alo, is it me or does Seth Rollins really not even have a character right now? He doesn't because he never. 
he never actually turned full face. Because, like I said, Clash Champions, he didn't re- technically really get screwed. He just, something just happened. Yeah. And he, it cost him the match. He didn't really technically get screwed. So we don't really have that much sympathy for the guy. So he never actually really had a baby face turn. So now he's come out cracking Roman Reigns jokes. Roman Reigns mm-hmm. jokes. And but I'm glad they had him come out, come out and actually have an interaction face to close. Well, not face to face, but in this, they're face somewhat face to face. He's at the ramp, they're in the ramp. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they actually. It came down and confronted. Yeah, him. I'm actually actually had a confrontation because the last few weeks he's all been backstage. Yeah, I like the fact that he planted seeds for confrontation between the two. And in Jericho, he even teased that Owens came down to the ring. If you could, you can't say it kind of caused Jericho to match. You know, in Jericho backstage, he actually got back to the regular Jericho. He got, he's not talking in the slow, joking yeah. voice. He was like, "You stupid!" He was you stupid idiot. Yeah. Like, that was what? a great and, moment. And, and always, always what, like, I'm, not, almost, I'm not one of your lackeys. <laughs> I'm not one of your lackeys. You can push around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, and then, yeah, and then. And before he sent the back, Jericho explained to him. Roman was trying to cause tension, and, and Jericho said, "Look, we're still best friends. Yeah. <laughs> we're still the Universal Champion. <laughs> and no matter what, I can do this myself." And then Owens did cause him the match, and then when Stephanie came came backstage, just saying, "I need you guys to be on the same page." The virus series was coming up, so I'm basically I'm kind of speculating, but I think Owens and Jericho are going to be a part of Team Raw. And so that's when you get the turn. That was the next thing I was going to ask the two of you guys. Is there a chance that? I know we've talked before about how the storyline when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were both in each other's way. Everything they were trying to do, they were costing each other their matches. Do you think Jericho and Owens cost Raw the Survivor Series elimination match? And that's what ultimately leads to them having their own match. Or do you think they will be enemies by the time we get the Survivor Series? I think that, I think Owens may walk out on Jericho. Somehow, someway, I think Jer- he'll cost Jericho the match. Somehow, because it that's how it's looking now because Owens just keeps walking out on Jericho. So it seems to be Owens is going to do something like that and cause Jericho to match with the Raw. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I'm behind that too. I think it's like kind of like Owens is going to get in Jericho's way and kind of cause in some form or fashion and kind of drive that wedge even harder home and it's just going to split. We're going to see kind of a feud. I'm kind of banking on Jericho initiating it this time. Yeah, I think he's going to initiate it, but I think he's going to get annoyed by something Owens does again and kind of like cost Owens. Yeah, but she did say we need you guys on the same team for this. Yeah. So I think that's clear that they're going to be in <laughs> yeah. that match. I love when she said that and Jericho's like, today I should not have to come down. Like a kid, like a kid. He's got yelled at. Another thing is, Jericho's, <laughs> Jericho's going to be the face in the situation. So the ultimate heel thing will be for Kevin Owens to close in the match. And you mm-hmm. know what? He, he, Kevin Owens, is going to his brand yeah. the match. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what they do with it. I like that they're taking their time because it's been talked about a lot that the Shield was broken up too soon. Uh, the Wyatt family probably broken up too soon. would have been very easy for them to just rush this feud to start between these two guys. They've given us you know, a good run of us being able to enjoy the two of them on the same side. Now we're going to get to, we've gotten to watch over the last couple weeks the seeds be planted for them turning on each other. So I like that they're taking their time to tell the story. It'll mean more when they finally get to it. And hopefully it ends with Jericho getting a Universal Championship match. Who do you think will be on Team Raw? I don't know. I mean, you, you would think it would have to be Owens and Jericho. You'd think Seth would have to be on there. He's their number one draft pick. It's three right there. It's... Yeah, I don't know who else. I mean, you could 
I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do. Sorry, Sheamus. But but it's it's tag teams tag. Oh, sorry. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what they're gonna do with Shara Samus. Are they still gonna be on the team after this? After this, I think loss coming up in the in the tag team. I'm trying to think who else is there that matters. I guess Reigns. I know Roman. You got Reigns. Yeah. Reigns and Rusev. Reigns and Ruru. Yeah. Prop. Probably. You also have. I don't know if Finn will possibly be back by then. No, Finn's not gonna be back. Finn's not supposed to be back until around February. February. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think Laugh was projecting him to win the Royal Rumble. I said that too. Which would be awesome. But yeah, I don't know if he'll be back healthy yeah. by then. Because I'm, cause I'm trying to debate. Well, there be, I don't think there'll be a Universal title match. I think one world title will be on the line. At Survivor Series? I think one. Now probably the WWE title. And then I know we'll get the Mecca of Goldberg versus Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar. So, <laughs> I, 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 I can see Owens, Jericho, Roman, Rusev. Hmm. And Seth too, but that one's up in the air too. Because what would Seth do? But I don't, th- I don't think Seth will have another singles match because the main, ma- the main match they're going to advertise is Brock and Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. To me, they that, can those do a lot of five. different things. They can mm-hmm. do a lot of different things from that point of view. It depends what their other ma- secondary matches they're kind of pushing. Yeah, to me, it makes the most sense to have those five because those are the top five guys. They're the three, the five guys in the hunt for the two titles, the two singles titles on the show. You'd assume pretty much every tag team on the roster is going to be in that tag team elimination match. Yeah, it's only five. Yeah, so the, the whole roster is going to be on Survivor Series, yeah. I think. What, is this WrestleMania? Yeah, I, I guess it is. It's the new WrestleMania. It's the Thanksgiving WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I, I'm... I guess... I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for Seth Rollins to be Seth Rollins again, really. Like, whether he's babyface, whether he's heel... I just don't like the idea that he's just kind of thrown into a story just to be another guy in the story. It's it really getting under my skin at this point. Um, U.S. title. Yeah. Joey. Yes. How are you feeling about the U.S. title picture with Roman Reigns and Rusev? I mean, I'm not in love with it, but I don't hate it. I mean, it was kind of annoying to sit there and watch Ruru uh, go through his family tree. Oh, my God. With his, what with his, was good his, about his that, His weird though. beard that he has saved yeah. in the middle. I don't know if he, what he's doing with that. I don't know what he's trying to... The thing that is good about it, though, is it led to one of my favorite heel lines of the last couple weeks when Roman came down and started talking about his family. He said, you can insult my family, but you can't insult <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> the exact opposite. You can insult my family all you want, but you can't insult me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But... Do, do you think that they're... Because I feel like th- this story really has not advanced and it has gone on for really long without anything really yeah, happening. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Come out and throw each other around for a little bit and that's it. Insult each other and then, oh, we got to fight. Yeah. How about you? This was so bad. Hmm. Like, I'm at the point where Vince is just saying, send, send the Rusev out there and say, you know what, go out there and be so bad. Because you got to make one look good. <laughs> because this... Do your worst. Now, isn't <laughs> you, Do your worst. Do your worst, pal. Isn't these things usually the other way around, too, though? The title, the guy with the title comes out, and the, the other guy's chasing him down. Every time they Reigns chasing down Ruru. Every time they send Rusev out there, it is terrible. Every time, and it's like the, it, it, it legit is. We're like, to me, you gotta make Roma look good. Because they're out there to be so bad for him to get a pop. Why well, don't mind seeing Lana out there in your mock schoolgirl outfit? I, I don't care. I don't, I'm not complaining the, the about that. Loved it, looking good, but <laughs> it is so bad every time. It's just to get Roman to pop. I I don't want to see this. Rusev actually finally looked strong because he's been a joke 
throughout the whole feud, he finally got one up on Roman Reigns. I don't even want to see this anymore because now he's he's showing his family tree, seven hundred Samoans. Was anyone else thinking his brother was adopted? <laughs> he look at the family lineage. lineage. Which one, the soccer player or the other one? The, the pizza guy. The, <laughs> the pizza, the pizza guy. The guy who's the best cook and he was flipping a pizza. Yeah. yeah. What did Rusev say? Seven hundred Samoans out of five dipping a turkey leg in the mayo. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what, what? What is this? Yeah, I didn't know what that meant. I don't. Mama Ruru, Papa Ruru. I'm like, I don't want to see. I don't care. Mamushka. Why, why uh, yeah, we thing? call her Babushka. A babushka. <laughs> yeah, it didn't need to be a thing. I did like that at the at the very least. I like the accolade on the steps in the ring. Yeah, it was like a dominant. Like seeing, yeah, I like seeing Reigns getting tossed around a little bit. Yeah, he actually looked good for once because Roman destroys him every week. But now the thing is, they're going to have Roman come out on top on Raw next week, and then he's just going to win the match. And it, I feel like I'm glad because it'll be over. I feel like Rusev should be, have the upper hand going into the pay-per-view, and then Roman wins. He should, but he's not going to. Because then at least it will, it will make sense for that being a hell in a cell. If, like you said last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, it, it's a rivalry where one guy wins all the time. The other guy doesn't win at all. Yeah. So if they can give Rusev back-to-back, -back, the upper hand back-to-back -back weeks, at least Roman has something to prove in Hell in a Cell, but three, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view should be done away with. It should. It, one, I don't like the idea that you know you're getting it at this time every year because the Hell in a Cell is for it's like the ultimate. Like, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a yeah. grudge ender. Yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. a feud. You yeah. know the way you settle a feud. I mean, and you, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Bank, you don't want it to be the gimmick of the pay-per-view. Right. You can't bank on well. Okay, now we have to save all of our store all of our big stories for this pay-per-view or we can't just throw stories that don't warrant it into this match yeah, there's no like, need for three again you want to see these Hell in a Cell matches when you know it's like a surprise like oh we're going to take this to Hell in a Cell and you, you're shocked you're like oh damn they went there now it's just like oh it's coming up we're, who are we going to throw in Hell in a Cell yeah they, they try to do TNA better than TNA because TNA does this mm -hmm. but, they, but they have every match inside a cage yeah. and it's not good <laughs> yeah you don't need it it waters it down. Yeah, and we used to be excited about Hell in a Cell. It's like it'll be pop up at random times. Now we know we're going, we know we're going to get it in October, and we know we may get one at WrestleMania. Yeah. Other than that, other like I used to be excited for Hell in a Cell. Anytime they bring a Hell in a Cell, I'm like, oh okay, okay, we're getting Hell in a Cell. It's been this long since we seen Hell in a Cell. Now it's like okay, every October. Yeah, I don't like it. I think the only gimmick pay per view that should survive. The Asylum match? Yeah, yeah. The Asylum only gimmick pay-per-view that should survive is Money in the Bank. Yeah, because that's like... Because it's... You're... Well, I also I don't, like mind, the idea I don't of, mind TLC. I hate TLC. I don't mind. See, it. I don't like it now because you can't do the things you did before. Yeah. Like, you you can't go all out. And it it's just... You're pushing a square peg into a round hole. Like, okay, we're going to have all these Extreme Rules matches or whatever... Extreme Rules is another one. Yeah, because like, don't. Yeah, we can get away with all the other ones. Well, like with TLC, it's stupid because you don't even get a tables match. I don't even see the point of a chairs match because you can't even hit anybody in the head with it. I don't see the point in that. You're gonna get a ladder match and you're gonna TLC match, which is basically a ladder match. You, it's pointless. Extreme Rules, I can deal with it because when it first started, they actually had Extreme Rules, well, different variations of Extreme Rules in every match. Which was fine because they were different things. Like you see a Dream Rules match, you see a Strap match, you see a Last Man Standing match. So you saw different variations of matches. Now it's just like, okay, we'll get two Extreme Rules matches, and that, and that's why we call see, it Dream Rules. I, I don't mind TLC. I, I can see it from your perspective, like too much. I don't think they have to have the TLC pay per view be all that. I mean, they can have two TLC matches and so call the TLC pay per view. 
like the two main card, whatever the main feuds are, put them in TLC matches. I don't think the whole pay per view has to be TLC matches. Yeah, because I don't then, think it has to be one table and one ladder, one chair. And another thing is, mm. it's overburdened. You're overburdened with ladder matches over here because you get TLC, which you're guaranteed to get at least two ladder matches. Then you have the Million Man March ladder match at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got Money in the Bank, which that's going to have two ladder matches now. <clears throat> so, and like you said, but Money in the I don't know which one you said. Money I said in the bank. money in the bank. Yeah, that's stick. fine. Money in the bank, definitely. Because yeah. it's for a purpose. Yeah, it's because it, people keep saying they want King of the Ring back, but money in the bank is kind of King of the Ring to me. Because you're carrying a briefcase that guarantees a contract, and you fit, and you're important, and you actually have a label. And that adds a and story. Usually, yeah, it usually gives you more than King yeah. of the Ring did. Yeah, winning the briefcase adds a story to your show. Now, granted, they burned through the money in the bank briefcase, I feel like, pretty quickly this year. Seamus, I don't think, held it for that long. Yeah, they uh, burned that story. Whereas Seth held it yeah. for, what, seven, eight months? Yes, before Seamus he used it? Four months. Okay. So you had Seth well, with the briefcase for most of the year. And it was like a story for the whole, like, most of the year. And then it cashed in on, obviously, the biggest moment of the year. But I think it adds a story for your show for the next few months yeah. that somebody can cash in at any time. Oh, no, it was this year. Dean Ambrose cashed yeah. it in immediately. <laughs> yeah. It's happened before, but it's like. The longer haul, you forget about it because, mm-hmm. like, even when Rollins cashing, that's the last thing I was thinking about. I wouldn't think about Seth Rollins cashing, even when Dolph Ziggler cashing. I wouldn't think about it. even the first time when Edge cashing. I had no idea, but he said any time, any place, because that's the last mm-hmm. thing in my head. And they cash in right after John Cena went through elimination. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's the only gimmick pay per view that should should stand the test of time. The other ones, I think we could do away with. Hell in a Cell being, you know, amongst the chief. Because how excited were we for the Hell in a Cell match between Shane and Taker at Mania? Because we aren't expecting a Hell in a Cell match. So I think you leave it to let them organically happen. And don't stage it the same time every year. It's just kind of stupid for me. Um, Cruiserweights actually got a little bit of storyline this week. They had a backstage segment. So you didn't like it? (laughs) What didn't you like about it? Nothing. Brian Kendrick should be the Cruiserweight Champion. Because none of them can talk. Nah, Kendrick definitely carries that. Ke- Kendrick carried that whole segment. He's basically carried this division since it since it started. Give him the belt. So, last week, I believe I believe that's, that was one of the things I said, is that he deserves to win that championship. He was the only guy in the Cruiserweight Classic that had a character throughout the whole tournament. He brought that character to Raw. He's been the... Like, the crux of the entire Cruiserweight storyline on Raw. And I also said about Tony Nese. That's a guy I would have in the Performance Center right now. Working on him having a character. I, I would love to see... I mean, because you have Neville doing nothing. Maybe Neville and Tony Nese didn't get oh, a tag team. Neville. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, that would be a, a pretty exciting tag team to watch. You could have would. them do something... This, that's why I wanted Neville and, and Zane to be a tag team for a little while because it would give both of them something to do. And well, Zane's going to take down Strowman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta make Braun look <laughs> You're going to crush three guys no one's ever seen before. They're going to love it. Poor Sammy Zane. Yeah, I do think that Kendrick is going to win the Cruiserweight I Championship. Because, I feel like they, they kind of know they have yeah, to Yeah, because it's, like, okay, it's like, okay, he beats Kendrick. What are you going to do with TJP now? It's like nobody else in that division has a character. Well, I mean, do you see TJP's uh, in the uh, tag team tournament now? Yeah. Taking um, the spot. Poor guy. Yeah. Can't it's a shame. Him. No, he can't. I don't know how long he's going to be out from this one now. Months. <laughs> so it could be a month. It could be 12 months. We don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Could be any amount of time. Yeah. Um, we have the tag team division. Not a whole lot going on. 
We have another singles match between a member of the New Day and Sheamus and Cesaro. Sheamus against Big E. Big E gets the win. I thought it was a good match, but a horrible finish. I love Cesaro's entrance. Yeah. When he came up behind Sheamus. I thought yeah. it was set up to be like that. Mm-hmm. But then Sheamus got so mad because he yeah. was behind him. I, like, oh. <laughs> I thought it was really how it was supposed to set up. It yeah. was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was entertaining. I the thought tag the tag team was good. forced together. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I'm so tired of the roll up. <laughs> There's just too many of them, and that a match between two giants like that should not be ending in a roll up. Like, give me a finisher, New one day, way or the other. New Day 420. We've been, <laughs> we've been legally attacking cameras. Yeah, no. <laughs> and Rusev made it legally. I didn't know. I think he said I didn't know uh, being being stupid was legalized or something. I think he said something. <laughs> yeah, like it was that. something wrong along those lines. <laughs> yeah, it was something dumb. But he he, ma- he made a mention of something being legalized. They they made a lot of a. Um... Pot references New Day did in their segment. Yeah, both shows were in Denver, weren't they? Yeah, Raw and SmackDown. When's the last time that happened? Oh wow! I kind of liked it though that both shows were in the same place yeah. back to back nights. Yeah, so Lizard ain't changed the stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, New Day. Are you enjoying the New Day any more than you had been for a while? Because I know you kind of had soured on the New Day for a while. Well, it's better than with their Gallows and Anderson stuff, but I'm kind of. Getting over the new day. I want. I need, they don't need the titles anymore. You need something fresh. You kind of need yeah. need something fresh up. I mean, they're starting to get Gallows and Anderson back the way they no, should be. Uh, they're not going to be the tag team, uh, obviously. They, but uh, are you are we going to talk about Gallows and Anderson? We don't have to. Okay. We could. We'll just say this: that Anderson lost to Big Cass. Okay. Well, for first back to the new day. Like I said, new day doesn't need the titles. They and they basically have been through every team except for Enzo and Cass. So whatever reason they're holding off on this for. They're gonna hold them for fifty-five more days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the money feud is, is with them, is them against Enzo and Cass. That's that's where they need to be because that's the most entertaining thing. Now be the. But I feel ultimately they're gonna lose it to the Usos first, and then have Enzo and Cass win it from the Usos. But the Usos are on. They're on SmackDown. SmackDown. Uh, well, I'm not talking about them. <laughs> I did Just that the with somebody. A heel team. A heel team. I did that well, last I, week. Well, with I thought Cesaro and Sheamus would turn heel and actually get on the same page and actually turn heel, and that's what will help them win the match because. I don't think they're going to win a Hell in a Cell, and then they'll probably be in that million tag team elimination match, and then they can win in a roadblock, because they'll have the record by roadblock. And then McCall, Anderson and Gallows, they look horrible again, because they lose, lose the big cast out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They're, they're horrible. Carl Cal is actually a pretty good wrestler. He I, is good. Yeah, he's, he's a really good wrestler. So They'd both be good if they use it I, I never cared for Gallows, because I never saw, saw what the big fuss with him was about. Mm-hmm. But Carl Harris is actually a real, really good wrestler. And they look horrible again. Uh, we had Bo Dallas beat Neville. But at least they're not giving me the silly stuff with them uh, anymore. <laughs> they're not giving me the doctor and the... Uh... Well, yeah, the, those days are over, and rightfully so. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah. bad taste on us. So we're yeah, done with that, that. That gimmick was funny for one week. Yeah. Was it? it? It was. The first week it was funny. The second week, not as much. But Bo Dallas gets a win over Neville. Bo Dallas has been very uh, dark these last few weeks, leading to a question from Joe Lafferty. He wonders if Biggie. Well, basically, he said that Vince has had a a little person for his son at one point. There was another example that he used of something ridiculous that was, oh, Vince has killed himself on TV before, <laughs> and he wasn't really dead. He thinks, it, is it possible for Bo Dallas to end up being Sister Abigail? Oh, my God, no. Not in his day and age. I sure as hell hope not. 
Not that he would be a woman, not that he would be, you know, transgender or anything like that, but somehow he ends up being Sister Abigail. Sister Abigail. That is very bizarre. Yeah, it's very twisted. <laughs> twisted thoughts, I think, that one. And the, it sounds ridiculous, but the way he's acting would actually fit perfectly with Bray Wyatt. It would, but I don't think that's where they're going with this, in my opinion. I would I mean, like to see it. I did see Mae Young give birth to it, a, 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 hand, a hand before, exactly. so anything is possible. Yeah, never say never. <laughs> Do you think Bo ends up being with Bray at some point? Like being with Bray? Like, or being with Bray? Being on, a, on his side. Okay. <laughs> being with his brother. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think they're just trying to give Bo a little more edge and give him a little something more to work with, something that was, you know, kind of successful for him in NXT instead of the crap that's just in the background. I think Bray needs more disciples, so to speak. Glenn Jacob Wyatt! <laughs> I, could see, I could see it being Bo eventually. And what incarnation, I don't know. But it would be better than anything they're going to do with him on Raw. Uh, and at least it would make some sense. You mentioned Zayn and Strowman. Zayn stepped up to Strowman because, in his words, nobody else will. So now we're going to get Zayn squashed, probably. I hope not. I mean, I'm tired of seeing squashes with this guy. I think it, that's what we're going to get, though. Poor Sami Zayn. Can so we just you, stop bringing do out Do you hope jobbers? it's not a squash, or do you think it's not going to be a squash? I hope it's not a squash. What about you? Or are you resigned to the fact that it is a squash? I know what it's going to be. It's not going to be a squash. He'll get some offense in, but I already know what it's going to lead to. It's going to be leads to Sami Zayn getting fed to Braun Strowman. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping Zayn can just kind of get him over, get the match over at least, because I know that's where we're heading, but I'm hoping it could be a quality match, not just this Braun Strowman's invincible thing. Yeah. We've already seen him in the ring with the Wyatt's. He wasn't that impressive. I don't know why now he's so in- invincible. It's just that he's huge. That's yeah. really it. And Vince loves that. The one guy, though, the guy with the crazy hair and the beard that was in that match with Strowman is from the promotion that Russo is working for now. Oh. Uh, I forget his name. I wish I remembered. Uh, he's actually pretty decent. Um, but that, because that, I saw him, I was like, I know that guy. And I was like, oh, yeah, I saw him on uh, the business of the business with Vince Russo. <laughs> so, little Vince Russo shout out in his home state of Colorado where he lives now. Well, SmackDown, too. Uh huh. We'll get to that. Uh, last thing to mention from Raw. I avoided mentioning it last week. <laughs> Because nobody, there's nobody who is more anti-Goldberg than me. It's the pain in your face. I can there may you. be some people who are as anti-Goldberg as me, but nobody is more anti-Goldberg. I think he does not care about pro wrestling. I think to him it was nothing more than a paycheck. I thought his whole gimmick was an entrance. I hated the fact it was just like, oh, you're big with a shaved head and a goatee, so get out there and <laughs> you're awesome. He was awful in the ring. He ended Bret Hart's career. I didn't find him entertaining in the least. And I think he's talked a lot of trash on the business of pro wrestling since he left. I also posed a question to him on Twitter when he criticized CM Punk for getting a spot on the main card of his UFC fight, saying people who worked for it should have been there. And I posed a question to him on Twitter, so does that mean I'll never have to see you on a WWE pay-per-view? And he said, nope. So I thought, okay, good. But now he will be taking a spot so from he li- somebody. he lied to you. He lied to me. He made it personal. And he came out, and I didn't care. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I almost didn't watch it, but I knew, okay, it's going to be the closing segment. I have to watch it. We're probably going to have to talk about it. 
I will say this though. I actually enjoyed that segment. It was a good segment. I like that this is one of the things I, I like to say about wrestling. Like people go away, they come back, and you appreciate the people who are coming back. You haven't seen them in a while. It's a very interesting business. And the crowd, while I think the crowd was doing what they thought they were supposed to do, the Goldberg chants, I don't think all those people there love Goldberg. I think it's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this because it's or the no thing Goldberg. we're supposed to do. huh? Or no Goldberg. Right. To me, that was – the fans was very fabricated. But he got out there, and it looked like he was excited to be there. It looked like he was, like, emotional being there out there. There was emotion in his face, definitely. He cut, I thought, a great promo. And the fact that he did it for saying, you know, my wife has never gotten to see me do this. My son has never gotten to see me do this. He said, you know, I used to get to come out here every week and play a superhero for kids all over the world. That, to me, that, I thought, meant something. It looked like it meant something to him. That it really is what this business is all about. So I was like, huh, I, I think maybe he appreciated the fact that he got to come back. Maybe he feels differently about things it's like now. Second time around, he he's kind of seeing it from a different light. Yeah, I love that he brought his kid out of the crowd. I love that he picked that one kid up and put him on his shoulder for a second. He hugged all those kids. To me, it looked like he was thrilled to be there. This meant a lot to him. I still think that match is going to be horrible, and I yeah. don't want to see it. I think it's going to be a squash. But that moment, I thought Brock was... Lesnar, an entertaining match. Like he's been putting on for the past, I don't know how many months now. Yeah, I thought that moment though was very moving, and. It warranted the final spot on what I thought was a pretty weak episode of Raw. So that's everything I'm going to say about Goldberg. Which one of you wants to go first on your thoughts on Goldberg? Go, Joey. Go ahead. You go ahead, Joey. Uh, go ahead. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm not truly looking forward to the match. I do like seeing Goldberg come back. Um, his, his, his speech was pretty good, you know. Not only are you next, but you're last. Yeah. It's kind of putting an exclamation point on it. Um, I'm just hoping... For hope's sake, that this just isn't Brock Lesnar beating an old legend down kind of match. I'm, I'm just hoping that's not what we're going to see. I think it's going to be a decisive victory by Lesnar, but I think you'll you'll see Goldberg do his some Goldberg stuff. Will you? I think so. I don't know, because we saw Randy Orton <laughs> he not didn't doing do much Randy Orton not stuff. Not doing much Randy Orton <laughs> stuff, and he got knocked out. True. Um, what about you, Alo? Right, well, first thing in my notes... Goldberg loves the babies. <laughs> the babies. The babies. And um, like we said, the most exciting thing about Goldberg is usually his entrance, and he was blown up right after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was. It was like Shane when yeah, he did his yeah, first entrance. Yeah, he did a entrance. towel when he got to the <laughs> It was awesome. It was just hilarious. And another thing is the dirt should probably pick this up soon, but apparently Hulk Hogan is alive in WWE again. Oh, yeah. Well, was he mentioned? I don't even remember. In the video packages leading showing Goldberg's highlights, they said uh, he'd be right. Hollywood Hogan. And, I you know, fast-forwarded <laughs> through all those. Okay. <laughs> So, that'll be coming to a dirt sheet near you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I he could really... be back or he could not be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you learned it. There you go. I thought you maybe were talking about the guy in the crowd that was dressed like Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, we all know that that WrestleMania 20 match was horrible. That's mm-hmm. probably one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. It's up there with Hogan Warrior on Halloween. It was a Halloween Havoc. Yeah. It's, it's up there with the flash. The flash Halloween it. Havoc 98. Yeah, it's up there. So, but Goldberg is basically doing this for his kid, and we we know that. And he said this was like a genuine promo. Yeah. But my my thing is, it's like, okay, we know this match is going to be good. Nobody wants to see it because we know when we first started the show, we were fans of Brock. And now look at us. We're like, same thing over and over. Yeah, nobody wants to see it. Nobody, nobody, yeah. nobody wants to see it. It's, it's just, we know, we know what we're going to get. We're going to get suplex, suplex, suplex. And 
the fact that Goldberg was gassed before he even got to the ring, what, make, what makes you think this match is going to be, be any, kind of, any, any close to being better than that? WWE, I gotta give it to them. They did a hell of a job chopping that match up to make it actually look good. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I told my brother, he texted Babyface, the returning Babyface. Well, it's like during like, the NFL draft, they make every prospect look like yeah, an all pro. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, saw, they showed Trent Richardson actually scoring touchdowns. They, they, yeah. cut, it, <laughs> they <laughs> cut it in an interesting way to make it look like, oh, wow, this could be actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so we know Goldberg, we know he's not in ring shape. He never was a great, great in ring worker. We know Brock just doesn't care anymore. I don't know what this is going to look like. Heyman, Heyman promo, I thought he was excellent. Yeah, mm-hmm. pro- that was the best part, probably. Yeah, yeah. Heyman's probably it's the only part worth watching, really. <laughs> Heyman's probably was excellent, but my problem is Heyman even hammered down. This was 12 years ago. That's my point, exactly 12 years ago. This match is overdue. I don't think I want to see it. And the casual fans, I mentioned this last week about Bray Wyatt, about how you, if you're not good at one thing, you oh, something that you're good at can overcompensate it. Mm-hmm. Goldberg wasn't a great worker, but he had tons of charisma, and tons of charisma. So that sold Goldberg. And if you have the company behind you, that can push you to the, that could push you to the moon. And that's that's what happened with Goldberg. The only thing WCW did right was Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And I got another point from someone. <laughs> listen to question. Okay, is this from who I think it's from? And I quote. The perfect 20 and the reigning defending European champion might have some disdain for Goldberg. <laughs> but as a pro wrestling fan, neither of my co-hosts can say Goldberg's segment wasn't a feel-good moment. Either way, am I the only one hoping this isn't a one-off shown by the two-time world champion? Co-host, ringleader, two-time health and wellness defender, <laughs> a.k.a. Aaron's best friend. <laughs> well, I think I did answer that already. I did say that it was, it was a great moment. It was the best moment on the show on Monday. Uh, and that's going to be the high point of Goldberg's return to WWE. I, I think it, it's all downhill from that. <laughs> he did send me a picture of Goldberg. It said, look at you in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know which one I am, Goldberg or The Big Show, but... <laughs> the Big the Big Show, the goatee Goldberg. Yeah, okay, I can live with that. Um, yeah, I, also, he's going to get the crap boot out of him in Toronto. Because they, they hate him there because he ended oh, Brett's career. Mm. So they want, it's, it's going to be kind of like Batista, where they wanted to, to have him win the Rumble and the crowd was going to, you know, exalt him for he's going to be the next champion, and they hated it. And I think that's what's going to happen in Toronto at Survivor Series to Goldberg. God, I, didn't think, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, um, very quiet match. I'm almost positive that the crowd is not going to be behind Goldberg. And Bo- now, Goldberg. yeah, the ratings went up this mm. week. So now all of a sudden, Vin, I think Vin, I hope Vince is not going to get himself all invested in Goldberg at this point. Like, oh, I got a gold mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and another thing, people actually have fond memories of Goldberg because they make these video packages, they make anybody look good. So these yeah. kids are like, oh, I heard about Goldberg, and they showed him one of these highlights. Oh, he was actually good. But these casual fans and younger kids, they don't know anything about in ring work. They just they like who wins, mm-hmm. who looks most interesting, who looks most interesting, who's been champion. That's what that's what he looks. He looks, like. looks bad. Yeah, yeah, I know one person who doesn't have feel good memories of Goldberg, but we can get to that another time. Who's that? <laughs> we we could reveal that on next week's show. Oh, that the is. big reveal. Tune yeah. in next week. Hey, yeah, <laughs> same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> uh, at least we live, at least we leave it with a cliffhanger. Yeah, right. <laughs> first, first cliffhanger. Uh, on to SmackDown Live. Also in Denver, we had AJ Styles. You know, his disdain for James Ellsworth <laughs> is unbelievable. 
but he made mention to if James Ellsworth wins, this could be like David Arquette. David Arquette, oh, yeah. bro. Definitely a direct shot at Vince Russo in his hometown of Denver, Colorado. Loved it. I, mean, I knew you loved it. <laughs> this could the be the worst thing. I thought of when and he, he said it. made a reference to that. I, I, I was loving that. Yeah, I loved that Dean just assumed he was the referee again. Like, <laughs> not even a question about it, just wearing the official shirt. Um, and he listed a, a bunch of things that he could do, and he said, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do what? <laughs> yeah, see, Ambrose has been at his best during this story. And... I loved Ellsworth's interview in the locker room. The fact that he got all choked up and started crying, saying I could tell my grandkids I had a match for the WWE World Championship. Yeah, I thought it was great. I love how disgusted JBL is by James Ellsworth. (laughs) He hates him so much. He hates him so much. I loved to. I got to give credit where credit's due. I know that's like a a mantra of yours. I got to give David a tongue of credit for when he put him in the chin lock. And David, I think I said he slipped right out of it. I was almost on the floor laughing at that. And even Ellsworth even like touched his chin. Like I don't have a chin. The chin lock's not gonna yeah, work. It's not effective on me. And then when he hit the uh, the super kick no on chin. AJ and he called it the no chin music, I was laughing out loud for that too. Uh, I, that was awesome. And I think some people probably have been critical of this match, and I get why. But to me, James Ellsworth. Okay, you were one of them. You can put me on that list. All right, James Ellsworth is a guy who. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show last week or if I mentioned it with uh, on Unsanctioned. I know I've mentioned this in my articles about House of Hardcore. A lot of people view wrestling as what you see on Monday and Tuesday night. But there is so much more than that. All these guys who are doing small shows all over the country, all over the world, just making some money doing it. You know, they may, A lot of them probably even have a full-time job and are doing it on the side. James Ellsworth is a guy who's been doing it for 14 years, runs his own promotion in Maryland. Um, for whatever reason, I guess because of how he looks, he was the first you know, enhancement talent funny. to come back. For whatever reason, he caught on with the crowd. Memes were all over social media about this guy. They brought him back. People went crazy. They brought him back again. People went crazy again. He was a great guest on the Jericho podcast. Uh, for whatever reason, he's like captured people's imaginations a little bit, and the crowd was so into that match when he hit the no chin music. <laughs> how great of a false finish was that? Obviously, he was not going to just hit a super kick on AJ and win, but the crowd popped for that false finish. I thought it was it a great match, no, but it was super entertaining. It had the crowd completely engaged. Dean Ambrose did a lot of great work with his ring announcing was awesome. It was. He's better than Greg Hamilton. Yeah, his his work on the bell I thought was hilarious. His random throw-ins. Yeah, uh, him just harassing AJ all throughout the match was great. Did he say, "Um, we got to pay the bills, brother"? We got to pay the bills, brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He sent it to commercial. Um, I thought this was a super entertaining main event for SmackDown, and I'm I'm happy for James Ellsworth. That like, who would have ever thought that this guy would get put in this position? He got his own shirt. I even love how the other talent on the roster is handling him. Like, they're doing everything they can to put this guy over yeah, on the they show. They all wore his shirt, even the women. Yeah. Even th- Renee said, I like your shirt. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it's awesome. Now, do, do I want to see James Ellsworth main eventing a pay-per-view? Absolutely not. But for SmackDown, I thought it was a very fun main event. Now, Joe, I know you said that you were not a fan. Not a fan. I'm, I'm tired of seeing AJ out there fighting Ellsworth. I mean, he said it was gimmicky, it's fun to get behind it before every once in a while, but for me, I, I would rather see some interesting matches from AJ, and I would rather not see him out there losing 
to James Ellsworth. I mean, if it's someone else that's not holding the title, maybe I, I get behind a little more. But for me, it's kind of like discredits it for me. And I know it's Ambrose in there kind of mucking it up and everything like that. But, I mean, I know, like you said, I know Ellsworth's not going to win the title. So it's like, why am I even engaged in this match? Yeah, to me it's like an elaborate piece of performance art where James Ellsworth is kind of the story point that is really telling the story between Ambrose and AJ. Like, it's not that it's about James Ellsworth. Actually, they're kind of doing what they're doing with Jericho, Ambrose, and Owens, only better. Where Ambrose is like a big part of it. Ellsworth is the third wheel in the story, but he has been an enjoyable third wheel for fans in the arena. Now, Alo, I know last week you said you did not like James Ellsworth. No. Has he grown on you at all? No. Do you at least see the entertainment value? I saw the entertainment value. I did see that. But did you have fun watching this segment of the show? Yeah, I had fun because this it's, it's, play, it's playing to the story because it, it's following last week of Dean Ambrose just getting into the head of AJ Styles and making him angry. Even throughout the match, just randomly ringing the bell and cutting the commercial. We got to go, brother. That was all great because they all got into the head of AJ Styles. And it actually almost cost him the match. Even when he hit no chin music, yeah. Ambrose just got up and almost popped because yeah. he thought it was almost three. Right. So I don't have a problem with Dean Ambrose being silly silly because now he's getting under the skin of AJ Styles. And now he has his match with AJ Styles. Right. If he wins, he becomes the more contender. But mm-hmm. I know we can all assume that Ambrose wins. And then and then I think after that we'll see a more serious Dean Ambrose because he hasn't been serious when needed to be. Yeah. But these last two weeks... The jokiness, I don't mind, because this is just to get the skin of AJ Styles. This has been the most balanced that Ambrose's character has been since early in the year. So I thought his character was great leading up to WrestleMania, leading up to the Brock Lesnar match. The roadblock match with Triple H was awesome. His character was great between the Royal Rumble to roadblock to WrestleMania, and then they killed him. And then he was not at his best after that. Um, yeah, I also enjoy... The idea that AJ Styles, who is as accomplished as anybody in the business right now, is willing to do this with James Ellsworth. Like the fact that he's having fun with it. And yeah, that false finish I thought was great. I loved it. <laughs> I did too. I was like, wow. <laughs> and that he's just so disgusted with James Ellsworth. I even loved when. They were BFFs the week before, yeah, and now they were. Now he hates them. <laughs> they were. The, I loved when Ambrose. Was introducing him. He said, "I I, what, I don't remember the exact oh, yeah. words he used. He's like, oh, wait, like, yeah. yep, this is actually happening, or this is actually for the world title. Whatever he said, like, I can't even believe this is happening." He said, "This is the inspiration of Rocky two, three, and four. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> and then he kept throwing him. AJ was still kept throwing him the ring. He said, "He don't deserve to be here." And yeah. was throwing back. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'll give James Ellsworth credit. He takes one hell of an entertaining beating. Yeah. Just rolling around the ring, can barely hold his own weight up. It's, I think it's hysterical. <laughs> And I'm going to enjoy every second of it before it's over, because I'd imagine it's going to be over pretty soon. I can't imagine it lasts too much longer. And I know at least, well, I guess two of us, or two of you, are going to be happy when it is over. Yeah. I didn't think this was a great episode of SmackDown either, to be honest. I think this was like the worst week for both shows combined since the brand split. Usually at least one has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh the Intercontinental Championship is now on Dolph Ziggler. They had a six-man tag between Ziggler and the tag champions, Rhino and Slater, against The Miz with the Spirit Squad. Now, the Spirit Squad is something I'm ready to be off my TV. Oh, my God. They're so bad. They're so bad. Why is this still a thing? They it, won the match, so you don't know who get a title shot now. Yeah. So this is a thing. Why is it a thing? 
I don't know, but it is. Oh my god. What if they win? Oh my god. They have other talented tag team on that roster that they can use instead of. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, Brizongo has been. American Alpha was even on the show! I know, but the Spirit Squad is. They're giving Spirit Squad time. The way I remember the Spirit Squad is they were never anything, they were always annoying. There was never anything good about them. No. So I don't get why two of them are back and they're being put in a prominent position. It's just really it's stupid. Story to play off Dom Ziggler, I mean, but it is stupid. It's really annoying. They're apologizing to Kenny Dykstra for burying him. <laughs> okay. Well, the apology tour can end now. Yeah. I think they've said they're sorry enough. Anything either one of you has to say about this match or this story? I forgot Ryan want to say what a tag team champions. <laughs> but they did go back to their, to their roots a bit with that box promo before yeah. the match started. He said, why they helped him say, I got kids, I need a role model. And Ryan was like, I hate male shooters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Anything you want to add to this? Is there anything that needs to be I said? I mean, about I don't it? there's much that needs to be said. I mean the Intercontinental title was interesting and yeah, I mean, you throw things like this into there, it's like, yeah, there was no, no, not even progression between Miz and Ziggler at all. Not so at all. It was, just a, it was just a time filler. It was really all. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Nothing behind it. Yeah, so on to something better, the women's division on SmackDown. I thought Alexa Bliss and Naomi had a really good SmackDown match. Yeah, it was a really good match. They got 10 minutes. I thought both of them looked really good in the match. They both got... You could have conceivably seen either one being able one to win more than this other, match. Right, right? Yeah, uh-huh. one, one a little more than the other. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I think Alexa Bliss is so great, though. That interview after the that match was awesome. was awesome. She's doing some great work. That was awesome. She's like, she's like, she's clap, she clap, she's in my top three now. Yeah, yeah. Who's one and two? Charlotte and Sasha. Okay, rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, her interview after the match was great. I thought the finish to the match could have been a little better. I thought it, but it was a good match overall, yeah. and it kind of. Yeah, she won with her finisher. They gave them time to tell the story in the match. Alexa got her win back, and I think she's in a very good position for her title shot on they're, November seventh or eighth, whenever they. They're pushing Naomi pretty hard too. I'm saying she's obviously the most talented athlete in the division. She's yeah, I love the the springboard yeah, cross body she did was great. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was good for both women. Some you want to say, Alo? That promo, I've watched that like twenty <laughs> times after having. I couldn't wait for it to go on YouTube. I was like. That was awesome. The way the way she sold it with her face, because her facial expressions are awesome. Angel didn't get jealous. You watching that promo twenty times? <laughs> nah, she doesn't know about like I tell you, I keep that. On she doesn't know about Alexa Bliss. I'm sure she that. checks the levels of the lotion. But <laughs> <laughs> when she cut that promo after Matt, the fairy tale's over. Glass doesn't fit. The Wicked Witch is dead. That was awesome. That was great. Her face just told her she was like in pure disgust, and you could tell she was serious. I said she she's cracked my top three. She's awesome. I kind of want her to win the match. I actually think... I'm glad you said that, because that was my next point. I actually think that she's in a better position going into this match now than she was the first time. It almost worked in her favor that that match got canceled. Yeah. Because it's given her a little bit more of a boost as a character. So, I, And I'm looking forward... To, I was really looking forward to this match And they kind of rebounded from her losing in the last pay-per-view to Naomi, so they rebounded there to, like you said, set her up a little better. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that match even more. Uh... Another women's storyline is getting pushed forward. Carmella and Nikki Bella. I love that promo, too. I love Carmella. <laughs> well, yeah. But I love that it's another thing where they're using real life yeah. to push a storyline. Like her getting all over her about being John Cena's girlfriend. 
her because they don't really they don't acknowledge it on the show. Is Everybody just, knows it. It's just me or she going Nikki going to the school John Cena with it with her with her answers. So they're kind of cookie cutter John Cena answers. Yeah, that is what she's doing. Yeah, Carmelo even uh, Carmelo even said that too. Did, did John come up with that? Fearless, you can't see me. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, it was. I I thought Carmelo was great. Any push that she can get to try to get more more over as a heel is really good. But I like that they've progressed this story where like they legitimately hate each other now. Mm-hmm. I think she's got to change her ring entrance though. Who Carmelo? Go with her heel, baby heelish, face, and the, heelish, heelish character. You don't think the moonwalk? It looks like a heel entrance. Nah, she comes out all smiley, bubbly, <laughs> moonwalks, and then like the skip the I hate really you. skip. <laughs> yeah, I I do kind of agree with that. I guess it I guess it's like her character to a degree, but I I do know what you're saying that it's it looks it kind of doesn't fit. It's the same entrance as her baby face entrance. She's mm-hmm. just not saying anything on the way down to the ring. <laughs> the one thing I did like that Nikki said, not to cut you off, but I love that she said, was talking about her slogan of being fearless. She said, I'm not afraid of a queen, I'm not afraid of a boss, I did, I and I'm like certainly that. not afraid of the princess from Staten Island. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. She called out Sasha and Charlotte, who were on the other show, which I thought was great. Yeah, and the rest of it was basically, I, basically, I earned my way here promo for her. Yeah. Like, she's, she... Nick has a face. I don't need that. The only reason she's face is to promote Total Bells. Total right. Bells. That's the only reason she's doing baby face right now. But <clears throat> whoever came up with this is a genius because there's no more. There's no better way to get Carmella Heat is to shoot on Nikki Bell because Nikki Bell is the most popular one, yeah. probably on both shows, mm-hmm. mainstream ones. She is. So there's no better way to get her heat to shoot other than to shoot on her relationship with John Cena and put her on blast for being a need freak and saying everything everybody says about her. Needy. I, needy, a gold digger. Yeah. I, like the way they cut the, I like the way they cut that package, too. Again, it was awesome. That was so awesome. good editing. Mm-hmm. So Carmella, she's always, the only reason you're, you're fearless is because you come up with your goal with go on with Mr. Hustle Lloyd's yeah. respect. I popped for that. I was yeah. like, that, is, <laughs> that was awesome. Who wrote that? Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Let I, them write more promos, yeah, whoever right, Yes. Vince Russo might have slid in there. <laughs> he is in town. I know, he was in town. <laughs> I'm waiting for the report to come back, come out that he was backstage during the show. But that was awesome. They shot on real life. And like I said, Nikki Bella is more popular than Nikki Bella. And Nikki Bella is beloved. So, so that gives Carmella more heat. And that, make, and that makes her more of a heel. And that's what they need. Because she, she's still not getting much of a reaction now. Mm-hmm. And things like that, doing a promo like that, that will at least get her booze, which is a reaction. Yeah. And... Oh, you just gotta hope that it lasts. If they if they can keep this going long enough, you hope that it will last for a while. She could be a viable heel for the long term, which I think she can be. Because uh, I think she. There's another thing I've said multiple times on the show. She should have stayed in NXT longer, and they should have let her work as a heel, so she would know how to do it when she got to the main roster. She kind of had to learn how to do it on the fly. Yeah, and I think she's gotten better every every week. But even when she did it, she did a good job. Well, she all she did was beat up, beat up Nikki Bella. Yeah. Beat up Nikki Bella. Yeah, that's all she did. But that's our slogan. Yeah. yeah. But then we didn't hear. We're we'll gonna tomorrow. We're gonna beat up Nikki Bella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we didn't hear for her for what four weeks after that. Yeah. But uh, like I said you said that she should stay in. See, I think she should she should put up Angel and Cass because the people will know who she know who she was. They will automatically cheer because she was Angel and Cass, and then you could then you could turn her heel if you need to. Yeah. Well, that that obviously would have been the most convenient way to do it. But if they were gonna put her on her own. Although she wasn't meant to be a heel. They brought her up to be Carmella. It just didn't work mm-hmm. out. But I, I think this has worked out better for her anyway. It has. Yeah. And I think that's usually... she got a prominent is, feud from yeah. it. Yeah. she got a prominent feud. And that usually does work better. When you get when you get over as a heel, you're going to be better off in the long run when you eventually turn babyface. Um, the Orton and Wyatt thing still going on. Mm. 
Luke Harper. Yeah, your boy's back. Bray in the coffin. Then we get Kane showing up in the coffin. Then Wyatt and Harper both disappear again. I thought there was going to be another Wyatt that appeared out of nowhere, but it was just the, them going. Um, well, that, that has become the theme of somebody disappearing. I'm still waiting for Glenn Jacob Wyatt in a red onesie. Red onesie. <laughs> you don't think it were the Daniel Bryan overalls? Any red one? Anything red overalls or onesie? I don't care. <laughs> Do you actually think Kane is going to turn into a member of the Wyatt family? He's been too much a part of this to not for, for him not to do for not to, for him not to do something important. What about you? Could you see that? Would you I mean, like to see it? I, I I don't know. I don't think so. Because <laughs> I've seen him go corporate Kane, the regular Kane, uh, the Wyatt's. It's kind of it's just all over the place. I'd like to see him something fresh. I like to book him right to his character still for two weeks for once. Yeah. Like he, even his promo in the coffin says he's going to take Orton on a journey. He, he comes out in the coffin with people carrying him in the sheet mask. That was awesome. We, don't, we, don't see, we haven't seen caskets in the longest time. The only person who really did that was The Undertaker. So it's kind of fresh, you know. And we've never seen Bray Wyatt do it. Anytime yeah. we see Bray Wyatt, he's either pacing back and forth or in his rocking chair. Well, this was something I wrote about, I think, two or three weeks ago, that it's time for them to actually unleash Bray Wyatt as the new face of fear. If that's what they're going to keep calling him, let him actually do it. Roll with it. And I was making comparisons to what The Undertaker was. Obviously, I don't think he's going to ever touch what The Undertaker was. Nobody will. But there's a lot of things, a lot of aspects to The Undertaker that they could probably do with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And Rehash maybe, him out with Bray, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, maybe this is a way that they're actually going to finally do it. Is I guess they're going to have a casket match. There's no reason to have the, the coffin if that's not what they're going to do. Um, so hopefully that's what they do. I'm glad to see Harper back still. Hopefully he gets to talk a little more. I know Alo's ready for him to start the Harper family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I do think that they are booking Bray to his character more now. And I just hope that they allow it to continue and not just kill it again like they so always you, seem to do. Do so you feel that Kane's going to kind of go that way? I never really thought about it until Aaron brought it up, but I could see it now that he said it. I think I was focusing more on the idea that maybe Bo Dallas would end up in the mix. But I think it could be interesting if they broke. Do you think it would be interesting if they did that with Kane, with Kane? or no? Yeah, because if he, he's, he's been a part for two weeks. Like, oh, I can understand if he didn't show up last, last night. I'm like, okay, that, that, that's that's done, but he's showed up, so he's he's been a part of this for a reason. Well, yeah, since he's no not mercy, doing anything. Right? Yeah, that was no mercy. He had the match with Bray. What, when did backlash. he have the match? With backlash. That's right. Um, I, have, I have one more thing. Mm-hmm. I got some heat from the Lowdown Lloyd no relation. Okay. You know how I feel about Bray Wyatt. I do. So he argued with me, and I like to know, Joey, how do you feel about Bray Wyatt in the ring? He's not super. <laughs> I can agree with that. <laughs> okay, because he, cause he, 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 I'm not going to say argue. He gave me his point of saying how Bray's good in the ring. And I, you know, I gave him my point, but Bray Wyatt, all he does is two moves. He, all he does is fall on you, he does sister grab a girl, and he walks around the ring. Yeah. That's it. It's a spider walk. Yeah. Like, like. He's an interesting character that that carries yeah. him a long way, yeah. but I mean his matches aren't like nothing yeah. dynamic. Yeah, he's in he's in character, hundred percent in the ring. Like he's walking around being methodical and all, but he doesn't do anything. Like I've seen Bray Wyatt matches in person, and I fell asleep almost every time. <laughs> well, his his offense is a lot of body weight stuff. You know the the senton. Yeah, the, he'll fall on you and he'll sister Abigail, and that's it. But like his. 
I don't know if theatrics is the right word. Like you're saying, he's in character. The you know, holding onto the turnbuckle and leaning over backwards. The yeah. spider walk. Yeah. There are things that he does that make up for that. Yeah. Like and and he doesn't. He he's good. He's good enough for like what he is. Yeah. Like he doesn't have to be out there being. Trying to think of a good example. He doesn't have to be out there being like as good as Kane was in the ring in his heyday or anything like that. He's he's good enough to have matches with the right opponents, and his character can be good enough that his matches almost won't necessarily even matter so much. Like that's not going to be what people care about as much. Yeah, yeah, as. yeah, yeah. And I understand. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to explain because like I was also explaining, explaining. I explained to a few people actually that back to the redeeming quality. If, you, if you're not good at one thing. Then you're good at other things. For example, some of the great, some of the people that people refer to as legends or in the Hall of Fame or big names in the business weren't always the best in ring workers. For example, Hogan, Hogan, <laughs> Warrior, and you know I hate Kevin Nash mm-hmm. just as much as Joe Lafferty. Yeah, because he had a ton of charisma though, but he wasn't good in the ring. Like when Kevin Nash came to WWE, I was like, this is it. This is what. yeah. And, I'm, and this is a young Ayla. This is a young Ayla. Nah. Son. Like, Capri Sons. And I'm like, this this is it. I wasn't even entertained then, but the redeeming, if you have charisma, or you're going to mic, or you're entertained, as long as you have an entertaining quality, that can cover up if you're not the best in-ring worker, because nobody's looking at that. They're looking at you as a whole, and that, and your in-ring, especially to a casual fan, it's going to cover that up. Right. Yeah, uh, and I agree with that. Like, Bray Wyatt, yeah, he's not the, the best technical wrestler, but... It's not even a technical wrestler, it's just the fact that he doesn't, like... When people say a Gale Good Bray Wyatt match, I can only name really one, really, because nothing goes on. It's just there. It's like what's the one match you're gonna with say? Daniel Bryan? See, I liked his uh, Hell in a Cell with Roman. That was that was fine too. But the thing is, he's been there with everybody, and then there's not really many, or I probably can't even name five redeemable matches that this guy's ever had. I liked his matches with Dean too, but again, that could be a lot of it. Just that I just like Bray. I enjoy watching Bray. Yeah. And then, cause, and then, cause he won every time. <laughs> but yeah. another thing is, it's, it, I don't see anything new. It's like Roman. You see new things at Roman every all the time. Like, like he he brought in the um, the Razor's Edge power bomb, the whole roll up flip flip power. Yeah. He brought. I said, you, you see new things out of him, but you don't see nothing new from Bray Wyatt. It's the same thing. I, I'm gonna follow you. Give you a re- walk around the ring in a circle. Give you a rest hole. And it's the same Maybe if Bray starts winning matches and gets put in a prime, yeah, they give him a little more time, a little more. Yeah, and, and, yeah, I understand that, but the thing is, I, cause I, I, I understand the point of the character. This, this is pro wrestling; it's about character. It's not like you're in Ring of Honor yeah. or Revolution Pro. What I'm getting at is maybe there's a chance there is more he can do that he's not showing, or maybe if he is given a more prominent role, he will take the initiative to add more to his arsenal. Like maybe he just feels like he's not even, he doesn't even need to bother. We'll see, because it's been, what, three, three and a half years now since he's been there? He's done nothing. Yeah, I, I hope that they pull the trigger on him sooner rather than later. Because I think he could be very entertaining. It's just a matter of doing it. Last thing I have written down, Swagger and Corbin. I have something to say about that. This was the squash I was expecting on the pay-per-view. I have something to say about that. Uh-huh. The inspirational Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to inspire him to stop reading out those damn cue cards. It's awful. It, it, that was so bad. It was... Like, I, I need Triple H... I need Corbin to have the cards up and Triple H come next to him and be like, Read it better! Read it better! Because that was terrible. 
I'm glad you brought that up because that leads us to a second question from good friend of the show, Joe Lafferty. Oh. Segways perfectly into this. I like segways. He says, great job on No Mercy 2001. It got me thinking about the Attitude Era versus the PG Era. You don't need the more adult content, but the characters that became beloved, like Stone Cold, The Rock, Mick Foley, and dare I say Triple H, were able to do a lot of it on their own. Does the PG era put handcuffs on the talent too much? So, if you look at it, like there's really only one guy who's become a comparable level star to those guys that last mentioned, and that's John Cena. The rest of them are put into a box. They're told what to say. They're told what to do. And everybody's terrified of getting in trouble, so they don't kind of go out there and let it go. They just do what they're say what they're told to say and do what they're told to do. And I think it makes for a much more boring product. If you watch a crowd from 2001 on an old pay-per-view, those crowds are like on fire. And the crowds now are hit or miss because people just, they are not as engaged as they were before. So do you think that they have the handcuffs on these guys a little too much and these guys would be better served if they allowed them to go out there and be themselves? I think there's definitely some handcuffs on there. I, I think the way they, they coach them up or the way they, you know, they kind of prep them, they don't let them just do what they think they, they should do for the storyline. We've seen it over the past couple of weeks that, the better storylines come from when the people just shoot. Um, they're given the ability to go a little off script. Um, even recently, like with the, with the the whole Miz thing, and um, you've seen AJ be better when he is just you know shooting more comical, more playful. Um, overall, though, I think most people are handcuffed. Most people are afraid to step over that line, and it it kind of restricts where they're going, and it kind of makes it for more boring product at times. Yeah. What about you, Alo? Well, back then. The company wasn't publicly traded, right? Correct? Okay. Yeah, that, and that's all they, that's all Vince cares about now. Yeah, so he, he, he cared about his shareholders. So he he can't. And then the, the day and age is like, you say something wrong, it's on social media. You're getting bashed at some website. So he can't do certain things like HLA. That would get destroyed nowadays. Oh yeah. You can't do certain. You can't do anything. He, he he's so worried. Anything he, he's playing is safe, so nothing becomes clickbait. Yeah, he he specifically said he wasn't talking about stuff like that. Like I understand HLA playing and that safe, stuff. but too safe. Uh, there's also a too yeah, safe. Yeah, his his thought is to... more on the characters were better, more developed, more interesting. Oh yeah, because they could go out and be themselves and not just be told everything to do. Yeah, because one they had competition, so it's like now he trusted these guys. Like, okay, do what you gotta do. But now since you guys are being scripted, it's like most of them are, like on eggshells. I don't want to say that they might get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. And like, but some of these guys are given an opportunity to do that. Like Kevin Owens, when he goes out, he's awesome. When when Rollins goes out, at times he's awesome. Cena, he does he does the the cookie the, the baby the baby face promo. But when he's given opportunity, he does does the good as well. Mm-hmm. But another thing is, I just think the role might just be too long. Well. That's without question. Yeah, so that also played into a factor factor into the product because like okay they're drained. Sitting through a three, actually a four-hour show because you got superstar before for you there. Yeah, and they're trying to fill slots with people mm-hmm. that aren't. Yeah, really yeah, every, yeah. Everything is filled. Like you fill with so much bad before you like. Okay, show might start good, but then you fill with, with a bunch of bad, and you might get something good. Back in the attitude era, you didn't have to worry about that. You had a lot of great storylines that kind of took you through 
a good show, so it was easy to stay more electric as a crowd. Exactly, and you're not able to care about anybody because everybody, it's like 50-50 booking every other week where you send a jobber out there. That's that's not going to get anybody invested into the show. No, I agree with that. That like That's something I've been harping on a lot as well is that I hate seeing somebody reading a promo and I hate the idea that these writers are are deciding who these people are. Like, it's one thing if a Vince Russo sits down with somebody, learns who you are, and helps you do this stuff. It's another thing for some writer who's in, on a team of 30 or however many there are who's just basically saying, okay, Dean Ambrose, this is who you are. Go, go be that. Uh, Bray Wyatt, this is who you are. Go do that. Roman Reigns, this is who you are. Go do that. It's, it comes off as very inauthentic. And one of the things Paul said on the show on uh, that was released on Saturday is that WWE has become very homogenized, which was a great word for it. Because it is. It's like very... Everything's just like very bland. They're not doing anything very exciting or interesting. Uh, the only thing that's getting us through it is we just happen to really like some of these guys. And some... I mean, sometimes they get a diamond in the rough, but it's, it's very rare and far and in between these days. Yeah. And another thing is it's like... This is why we fell in love with you guys at NXT. It's like, how are you telling Sami Zayn that he's not the underdog from the underground? How are you telling Sasha Banks she's not the boss? Let these guys be their characters because I understand that everybody watches NXT so it doesn't carry over, but carry that character over so you can be that and they can get the same kind of reaction right. from, the w- from the WWE audience. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, so hopefully it's someday they actually do kind of take the chains off these guys a little bit. Because it really does make for a less interesting, less entertaining product. And with the amount of product we're getting now, please make it more entertaining. Like, don't make me have to labor my way through, you know, six, seven hours a week, sometimes ten hours a week. Well, it feels good not previewing or reviewing a pay-per-view this week. Yeah. (laughs) And that should tell you everything you need to know about the state of the product right now, is that we're happy that it's not a pay-per-view week. Whether we're coming out of one or going into one. That's almost shameful to say. It is. But it's it's too much. Uh, NXT, we have the Dusty Rhodes Classic moving on. Bobby Roode completely sold out so Ty good. Dillinger against so, oh yeah. Sanity. That was so good. So like that name? I did. Glorious Ten. Yeah. That was so good. Uh, so Sanity, this is the first. This is their their debut, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where they Wolf, were until. Yeah. Alexander Wolfe, Sawyer Fulton, Nikki Cross, and Eric Young. What do we think these guys are going to end up being? I have no clue, but I'm glad we, I'm glad that we have a big name in NXT now because that they've been lacking that. And I don't know if you saw, I know you probably saw the spoilers because they actually post spoilers now. Well, when mm. big things happen, so you know we got Roderick Strong. Yeah, I didn't watch him in Ring of Honor, so I know you probably. I've have. seen him a few matches. He's good. Is he the one that that Derek said is stale? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, it might be. He had a, he had a really good match with. Jay Lethal, it was, they went the full 60 minutes uh-huh. uh, for the world title. I think this was in August last year. I forget what show it was. Because I remember Derek, when he did Unsanction, he mentioned... It might have been Roderick Strong, Roderick but Strong I don't remember. Because he cut a promo and it wasn't that good. But um, I'm glad they're bringing in star power, and well, big names, to make to make us care. Because we'll when we get to the women's part, I'm really excited. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh... Did you like Sanity debuting? I did. I like the way they debuted. I mean, it could be a good faction moving forward. Um, something you know that could be 
beneficial to NXT, especially, I mean, you put EY up there to kind of push these other guys, which you don't really know a lot about. Um, I thought it was entertaining, personally. I did, too. I liked Bobby Roode stepping in and stepping yep. right out. He kept yeah. his robe on the whole match. Yeah. The whole match was awesome. He's taking his robe off, and yeah. he's like, mm, sorry, no. And, and then he was so delusional backstage. He's like, mm-hmm. he begged me to be his tag team yeah. partner when it wasn't even true. Yeah, he approached Dillinger yeah. to be his tag team partner, and he said he begged me. I thought it was funny, too. In the beginning, he's like, oh, this is why Bobby Roode came. He wanted to be part yeah. of it. And then, right the at the end, he's like, why, why do I even be a part of this thing? Yeah, yeah. he said this is one of the things that got me to NXT. And now, yeah, why would I even want to do it? And I did like that he called Dillinger the perfect loser. Yeah. Uh, TM61 had a match against another debut, right? Riddick Moss and Tino, or what is his name? Sabatelli. Tino Sabatelli. How'd you feel about him? So these are two more guys that I got to meet and watch at the Performance Center last year. Uh, Hugo Knox was another guy I was really high on. He's out of NXT mm-hmm. now, unfortunately. Uh, Riddick Moss, I think, has some potential. He's a big guy. He's a good athlete, and he has a personality. He didn't. You got to see it a little bit in their promo, but he. I think if they let him go, he will be like a very fun character to watch. He's another one of these guys that has like a, plays a really good like delusional, so full of himself and so delusional type character. Yeah, and Tino Sabatelli, I think, does not have as much of a character. A lot of his character is in the way he's like physically presented. Yeah. Like, when he came out and did his promo at the Performance Center, he was in, like, the full suit and portraying himself as that in that light, which Bobby Roode kind of has already done in NXT. Yeah, it's perfected. But, yeah, but I think that they're, I think they're decent. I think I think Riddick Moss probably has a little bit more upside than Tino Sabatelli. I thought Tino looked pretty good in the ring. He was. I was I, he's a good actor. He wasn't interesting to watch. I think that they're probably more invested in Tino Sabatelli than they are in Riddick Moss, yeah. would be my guess. Yeah. But I thought it was—I thought it was a good debut for the two of them. Uh, I like TM61, so I'm glad that they stuck stuck around for at least another round. Do we do we remember who they have the next round? No, no, they didn't really announce. Yeah, I, I, they probably they might have shown the bracket, but I don't remember. Are you as excited for this year's Dusty Classic as you were for last year? No. How about you? Nah, I feel like I didn't get anything to like hype it or anything to kind of build up or lead into it that I was like, oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah, it was it was more star power in the first yeah. one, but you yeah. kind you kind of knew who was gonna win, but it's just yeah. more star power. No, I, I agree with that. There was a lot more star power. It was a much more interesting field than the one we have this year. But what are you gonna do? That's kind of the state of NXT right now. It is not the product it was this time last year. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was stacked. You mentioned the women. We had Billy Kay going up against Liv Morgan with Peyton Royce in her corner. I loved their interview beforehand. These were the characters they were, not to beat a dead horse, but when I was at the Performance Center last year, I think it might have been the only time they cut a promo was at in their promo class. And they were playing these characters like hate everybody else, yeah. so critical of everybody else. Those high school girls that yeah. just kind of nitpick on everyone. Yeah, did you hear how she talks? Ew, did you hear? Did you see how she dresses? Mm-hmm. Ew, I, I thought they were hysterical. Um, and they obviously worked, team worked for Billy Kay to win the match with her big boot. How good is Billy Kay's entrance music, by the way? I like I it. I think it's great. I like it. It's very entertaining. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there are two two women that I... Do you think one of them is going to compete with Asuka anytime soon? I think I think it'll be Ember Moon first, but then they'll be with Ember Moon because the next set of tapings, there's a lot of characters... Well, Mickie James has a match at... At TakeOver. At TakeOver. Canada, okay. I, which I cannot wait for. I'll get uh-huh. to that after I talk about this, but 
the next set of tapings there's actually character development between the whole women's division coming up. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, because Lisa, this is the first time we actually see well, the second, well, the first time on NXT that we saw them in a, in, have a backstage promo. Yeah. We saw them walk past Liv Morgan and actually laugh, but this is the first time we actually got some character development and the first time I actually kind of heard Peyton Voice even speak. So, actually, I'm glad they're actually developing these women because the women's division hadn't had, had any development since um, the horse, the three horsewomen left. Yeah. And then there was Bailey, and we were doing Alexa Bliss was already somewhat established. We know who Carmella was, but they just basically focused on Bailey and Oscar. There hasn't been any character development of any kind on NXT in yeah. a while, men or women. Yeah, and now to get to Mickey James. Sort of like coming back to that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it does. Yeah, yeah. now what, what happens with Mickey James at TakeOver Canada, which I'm excited for, the rumor was it's supposed to be Trish, but she got pregnant, but. I'm not. I don't completely. So stupid. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't listen to these people, but I'm excited because the NXT. See, what NXT did, they were they they put somebody in there that could be seen as a threat. Because mm-hmm. I'm glad they put somebody else in there because none of these women are ready. Right. They're not built up to be that. Like we've only seen Ember Moon what two or three times since Takeover Brooklyn. So if they actually put somebody who's viable and actually had to a history yeah. in WWE. Who people know. Is, yeah, and people know who was a former to face to help build up the other one. Mm-hmm. The other yeah. A former multiple multiple time champion. So this put so this could delay the money match with, with Ember Moon and Asuka for whatever the next takeover after Takeover Canada is. And this is kind of going back to the roots of NXT because in NXT, when it first came on the network, and um, a little before they even went on Hulu, you saw a lot of these older guys come back or or main roster guys go down on NXT and work with the NXT talent. Yeah. And you saw RVD there, the Big Show was there. When it was on, before it got televised on the network, it was Punk was down there working with Seth Rollins. Those things like that, that elevated the show and elevated the talent and actually gave those yeah. guys characters. And you see what it's done for the cat. Talent. Yeah, it made, it, made them, it made them look important. Like right. Neville had matches with RVD, and those matches were awesome. That elevated Neville, but Neville already. Mm-hmm. So things like that will help actually build some character development between NXT. Even Too Cool at TakeOver Arrival, they fought the Ascension for the NXT yeah. tag titles. So bringing in former names and main roster guys, that can actually elevate NXT to what it was now. Yeah, I, I think that's true also. And. True. <laughs> yeah, I, I do hope that over the course of the next six months, NXT does really invest in actually growing that talent and not focusing so much on... Poaching? Putting established people out there. Like, that's kind of what the promotion has become, is like, you have Nakamura, you have Samoa Joe, you have Bobby Roode, you have Austin Aries, and you obviously have to put these guys in a prominent position, but when that happens... It's kind of something I said about Roman Reigns. Like, he needs reps getting out there and talking to get better. These younger kids, they need to be out there. They need to be put in these positions to improve. That's the whole point of NXT is to get the next group of people ready. And if you're focused solely on people from outside promotions who people know, you're not allowing those younger people to grow. And it kind of defeats the whole purpose of their development. It's almost like now they have to make a new developmental program because NXT is like almost like an indie promotion. Start another one. Yeah, that's almost like what would have to happen. Biggest story on NXT last week, uh, Blake versus Murphy. Murphy's Woo-hoo! actually good. He is. Yeah, he looked really good. He did. He was some some high-flying maneuvers I liked. And... He did, and I think Tom Phillips even said, where has this been? <laughs> but uh, that's not actually the biggest story. The no. biggest story is Samoa Joe came out and took the two of them out. 
called out William Regal again, saying, give me Nakamura or give me back my title. And we got the return of Nakamura with the neck brace. That was awesome Which shot. he dramatically took off. Yeah, you, you didn't know. Pretty epic brawl between the two of them. They got pulled apart by security. Yeah, I like that you had Nakamura actually knocking out some of the, uh, some yeah, of the security. Yeah, out the security like, guards. Ken Shasa on a security yeah. guard. <laughs> spilled out onto the ramp, spilled backstage. I thought it was a great way to close the show, get you excited for, well, the episode that has just aired tonight, which we didn't get a chance to see. Um, yeah, a little bit of it. <laughs> but I'm really excited to see Nakamura and Samoa Joe again because I think they can put on a better match than they did. Yeah, definitely. At, uh, I know they Brooklyn. can. I don't, like, I'm fully expecting it to be a better match. And it's good to see the champion on the show Yeah, as well. What had it been? Three, four weeks the last time we saw it's the thing about NXT, these guys just disappear, and then you never know if, when or if they're coming back. Yeah, I thought it was a great segment. I think Samoa Joe has been awesome. The, the fact that he's been trying to take out the roster. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that he's been trying to push William Regal to give him his rematch. I'll be happy to see it when it does happen. Uh, anything else from NXT anybody else feels should be mentioned? Good job. Any thoughts? <laughs> it was a better job, definitely. Getting better. Yeah. Do we have any... <laughs> no spoilers. Getting better. <laughs> Do we have any more questions? Yeah, we got a few. Uh, we got a question from Donovan the Lloyd on Lloyd No Relation. <laughs> cool, I'm going to catch more heat with after my Bray Wyatt comments. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just buried him. You John Cena him. Thank you. All right, <laughs> uh, he asked, Do you think Charlotte will win at Hell in a Cell due to her pay-per-view streak? I don't think so. I I could see her winning, but I just think that they I don't want to see them just going back and forth with the title between these two. Like I don't Charlotte doesn't already need her third championship reign. Uh, I think you gave it back to Sasha what three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Let her hold on to it for a little bit. It's her hometown, and them building up that pay per view win streak. Is a good way to make Sasha's win at Hell in a Cell more meaningful because she's the one that broke that 12 pay-per-view championship match winning streak. So I think Sasha will win, and I think that streak can just be used as like another kind of plot point to make her win matter more. How about you, Joe? No, I don't think Charlotte's going to win um, the title. I mean, I, I understand the streak and everything like that, but I think it would just be foolish to, again, like you said, see saw the title back and forth, and it would be kind of patterned in a way to have... Charlotte winning it at a pay-per-view, then Sasha winning it on Raw, and then back and forth like that. I, I think you need some, you know, some staying power here to kind of build Sasha up. Yeah. Charlotte doesn't need it right now. No, I agree. How about you? Yeah, I agree because they built this up for a pa- for for a past few months now. Every every month she's had a singles match for the title, and 12 is long enough. They keep playing it off, and even, and even now Charlotte's even acknowledging it. So I, you can't like I said, you don't want to play hot potato with the title and. And then if Charlotte does win, then you have to have another another match. So which will probably be just another TV show. Yeah, yeah. yeah Hell in a Cell is, is supposed to be the end all be all. So I think <coughs> Sasha ends up winning at Hell in a Cell. We'll get into that next week too. And um, here's another question: Is top five wrestlers outside of WWE you like to see be there? Okay, so I'm not good at thinking of these lists off the top of my head. I always no, draw a blank. I, I couldn't. So I wrote them down and I cheated on a couple. So, number one, Jay Lethal. Okay. He's my favorite guy outside of WWE, so that's the guy I want to see most. Tommy End, I want to see. He's in there. He is in there now? He's, yeah, he's a, he's in the performance center. Oh, damn. Okay, so that, all right, so I got one wish already. Uh, Kurt Angle, who so, has been in WWE, but I want to see him back. He's on my list. 
Cody Rhodes <laughs> and Drew Galloway. I got a fan now. Yeah. Oh. Talk about a waste of talent. <laughs> I know. Joey? I mean, I don't, I don't, couldn't really think of this offhand like that. I'd have to do some research, kind of. Because, like you said, they're picking up people you don't even know if they have picked up. Like, I, I would love to see Kurt Angle back in there. Um, that'd be great. Um, I love the Morrison. Um, old Eminem. I'd like to see him probably back in the promotion. Adam Morrison? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's Adam been, there been rumors. Muzaga. There's been rumors. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Lashley back on. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't have a huge amount of names that I can just pick, pick out without doing a little research. Yeah. All right, well, um, Ron, the, 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 new, the three new people at the Performance Center was Tommy and Big Damo. Okay, never and, heard um, of them, though. Mary Dobson, she was Ring of Honor. Have you heard of her? No. Okay. Well, those are three big names that have signed and they're at the Performance Center now. Okay. And so my list is Kurt Angle, The Addiction, Frank Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels. They need tag teams. <laughs> um, who else was it? Who else was on the list? The list. The list. <laughs> you just list? made the list. You made the list. <laughs> God, I just had Ricochet. Oh, that's a good one. I forgot about him. Yeah. And hmm. Goldberg. Adam Cole. Tony Nese would have been yeah. on my list if he didn't already make it. Yeah. How could I forget Adam Cole? <laughs> it's a good list. And we have another question from the babyface Ronald He's back. Yes, the ret- he was from one of my exotic islands. <laughs> All right, he says, "What is your perspective on the significance of Sasha and Charlotte main event hell on cell? What are your expectations for women's wrestling going forward after a match of this magnitude? How often can women be the main event? How often can women be the main event? Mm-hmm. I don't think it will be often. Uh, I think it'll be especially right now because I don't think they have enough women who are ready to be in the main event spot." I think these are the two women who can do it. And we don't even know officially if they are the main event. Um, I think it, for the time being, I think if it's once a year, that's pretty good. Um, best case scenario, maybe three, four times a year. But I just think, I just don't see WWE pushing many women as a top draw for the company like that over some of the people they've already invested in. So I think it'll happen from time to time. I just don't. I don't think it'll be often. Joseph, I think it's a very significant match. First off, because I mean, again, oh, was that part I, of the question? Yeah, I'm sorry. a hell in the cell match. It's very mat- significant. A hell in the cell <laughs> match for the title. I mean, these women have a lot to live up to. Being, you know, a kind of what it hopefully would be a main event. Yeah. Um, the final. And I mean, it's gonna be. Great match. I mean, I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's probably more the match I'm looking forward to most on the card right now. Um, that being said, I don't know how often it would be the main event. I mean, it all depends on what they do storyline because we've seen WWE kind of shoot themselves in the foot yeah. before where we got excited for the women's division and they kind of push it in the back burner. Now they're coming back up with it. So, again, it, it depends how much stories, storyline time they give to these people. We're seeing a lot more women's matches go like – Talk about a Naomi match and the Bliss match. That was a great match. We could see more yeah. of that. They could definitely have more main event caliber matches down the road. Yeah, I agree with that. How about you, Alo? Right, well, the significance and how often it can main event. I'm answering one question. It's very significant because this is if, if it does main event, I believe it will. This is like a test. So Vince is going to look at the buy rates 
and hit the new network subscription and the pay-per-view stuff. And if it doesn't sell, he's gonna blame it on them. Like he does, like he does everybody else. He's yep. gonna blame it. He's gonna blame it on them. So the so they have to build this up. So the significance is high because if it doesn't do well, they're not gonna do this again. But women's wrestling moving forward, I think it's at a high level because just the thought of them even putting this, if it is the main event, it shows how far women's wrestling has come because it's made event in Raw. A hand, less than a handful of times, and now you're talking about possibly main event in the pay-per-view. So yeah. it, it, it is very important. Yeah, it definitely is very important. And hopefully it goes over well. Hopefully nobody gets hurt. We saw those rumors that I don't know how true they were, that Charlotte wanted to do a moonsault off the cell. Per shame. And Vince <laughs> said no. Thank God he said no. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I just hope nobody gets hurt, and I hope they put on a good match, and hopefully people tune into it. You think you see color? If you're going to see color in a, if you see color in a women's match, it will be this match. I would guess that Vince does not want color. And if any any two women the were going to take, way. if any if any two women, well, you might see it that way. If any two women were going to take it upon themselves to get color, it would be these two women in this match. Because yeah, you know who Charlotte Daddy is. Yep, I can see her with the 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 red, the red, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the red blonde hair. Yeah, in the way in the, in the way Sasha bumps. Woo! Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think it's more likely that we'll see it unintentionally than intentionally. But yes. I also wouldn't pass put put it past either one of them to just do it on their own, go into business for themselves on that. Who told them that? I don't know. <laughs> what do we do? We have another question. No, that's it for tonight. So that's everything. All right. So that is the show for this evening. We have boom. We have a week off from a pay per view. I'm sure most of you out there are just as happy as we are about that. If you're not, I really have to question your sanity. Eric Young? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was it for Matt Madness, the best wrestling podcast in the wrestling podcast you know business. For Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, Joe Rottermill. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Halo, Aaron Lloyd, our resident European champion, hailing from Lisbon, Portugal. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Talking all of they, talking all of they. Hop up the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.